the past, the present, the future. This is Friday Night Fright. What the planet is listening to. Today on Shudermania, the first entry, a little movie called Teeth, where high schooler Dawn learns she's living proof of the vagina dentata myth. Hakuna my matata. So I just finished Teeth and this seems to be quite a fitting movie to start Shudmania 2019. I should add the precursor. I've watched this movie a fair few times over years. Um, quite watchable. Haven't seen it properly in a couple of years. And this was my first real re-watching of it. And I thought it was pretty good. Um, that's essentially just, if you don't want any spoilers, it's pretty good. I would sort of recommend it because I think it's interesting and think to a degree it has things to say and I like horror movies which try and have something to say even though it doesn't necessarily have the most insightful commentary it's about something more than some of its parts so that's recommended the lead performance by Jess Waitzler 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 I'm not sure how you pronounce the name is fantastic and Actually, to be honest, that's probably the main problem with the movie. They've cast someone in Ralph Dawn, the female high school protagonist, who is fantastic and really good and delivers a really consistent performance, which doesn't quite mesh with the rest of the movie. That's not her fault. It's a tonal issue. The directors and writers aren't entirely sure what sort of movie they're trying to make. It's... Potentially in the hands of someone like David Cronenberg, this could have been a really good, serious, sparse movie about a specific issue. In this case, the vagina dentata. Someone like Cronenberg could have narrowed it down and kept it to be quite concise. And here they've done kind of the opposite because despite the fact that it's an hour and 34 minutes long, hour 27 before you get to your end credits... A lot of this movie feels, I won't say superfluous, but it feels like tonally there's a lot of issues here. They weren't entirely sure what movie they're making. There's a lot of B-movie allusions to this, as exemplified by Dawn watching B-movies on TV. And in some ways this feels like an attempt to make a grown-up version of those stories. But at the same time, this movie is quite goofy. Don't want spoilers. I would move it. I would stop listening now, until not until ninth minute, and then you carry on listening. But just what my general view of movie is pretty good, and now spoilers can begin. So fundamental flaw of this movie is, as I've said, tonally it's not sure what it's trying to be. There's a lot of goofy elements, as it's exemplified by the um, uh, ridiculously over the top reactions of the male. Many of men, when they get their dicks bitten off, um, and that's the other thing. Like it's dealing with something which is could go to be inherently goofy or inherently interesting because the myth and all of that, the idea of female sexuality being repressed and coming out in an external way such as this is quite interesting. That that's that's an interesting dynamic you could portrayed and the lead performance is going to that way but movie tonally is bouncing everywhere the um concept 
it's very dark though. Like the concept, essentially, this woman is. The men, countless men, tried to, and in some cases, do actually rape her throughout the course of the movie. And the vagina then talked to her as like a defense mechanism. That's dark shit. That doesn't really mesh with the amount of jokes and goofiness in the movie. Maybe they're trying to add some levity to it, I don't know. You can have jokes, but in this case, it feels like the mood whiplash is all over the place. It's a common complaint about movies like Suicide Squad that they whiplash, but in this case, it's particularly bad because this is literally a movie dealing with this woman's first sexual experience is rape. Twice, multiple times, with her brother when she's a kid, when he sticks his finger in her vagina and it gets bit. With the boy by the waterfall, who actually does rape her and then gets it gets bit off. And with the doctor in one of the weird scenes, like the bits where he showed the aftermath and the operations and they're all being a bit jokey, those should not have been in the movie at all. Like... I know you could possibly say, but what about exploring the aftermath? But having those scenes feels dramatically poor, a really bad cho- choice. Maybe they're struggling to get to the proper running time without those scenes, but you could have cut seven minutes out of this movie. You could have had a really tight, condensed hour 20 movie. I always think that some writing choices are a bit off, like the Puritanicals Club, the cult. You know, having them be such a big part of the first half movie and then disappear. Same with Dawn's friends, they disappear. And it's sort of like, why would you have them such big parts of the movie if they weren't going to be in it after the halfway mark? It screams having a couple of drafts and then making a movie, not really harnessing. You should never spend forever on writing a movie. You always have to stop at some point, but you should stop when you've got a tight structure, and this structure isn't. The other fact is that really grates me is um, just the general nature of it. This movie feels like, and this ending spoils by the way, but you shouldn't be listening to it, won't be spoiled. The movie feels like it's a loose origin story for a horror movie monster. You know, you've got the um, uh, power plants in the background, which are very, very fucking close to the house. And that, I'm assuming that's. Um, not actually how close they are. No, it's sort of a visual identification. Like, we need to have them be as close as you can make a connection. Although, if they're in distance, you can make a connection too. But it feels like, in a lot of ways, time back to horror movies they show on TV, that the movie is portraying Dawn as a horror movie monster of some kind. But at the same time, she's... I don't think she really fits that category because... All of these guys, I, they kind of deserve what they get. Like, she says no, and they continue. So, like, I have no sympathy for them. So if it's going from morally grey thing, that's fine. But, I don't know, it, it's it's like someone thought about taking those old horror movie ideas and giving them a fresh, grown-up, uprooting, I guess, but it doesn't really work the way they intended I think it's a shame because Jess Waitzler is really, really, like generally really good. This is a particularly good horror movie performance, but she's let down by a lot of the crap going on in between. And the other thing, I know Power Plants there is a sort of homage to that George Romero thing of 
like from Night of the Living Dead, where he talked about the comets coming from space and all that, and going, oh, it may be this, it may not. But that's bizarre, having the power plants play such a big part of the interesting movie, because you just stop when you see them. You stop, and it's that thing of, wouldn't, they, wouldn't this be an issue? Is this, weren't they already suspect that maybe they shouldn't live there? It's weird. It's just... It's very distracting visually seeing power plants in the background because it automatically makes me ask a lot of questions I wouldn't normally ask. If they're further away, you go, well, they're not that close, but you put them that close. So obviously now I'm thinking, why wouldn't characters find that strange? You know? It, and also, like, wouldn't the mother sue the power plant companies because she's clearly got some kind of cancer and it probably is caused by that. I don't know, it's just... It feels like a brave attempt and a watchable horror movie, you know? A brave attempt at doing something different that doesn't entirely succeed. I feel it's definitely one of those movies where the lead performance anchors it, but at the same time wish she had more to work with. I think the male acting's movie ranges from poor to really, really awful. Like, the guy at the end who's lick The old guy... Sorry, the old guy at the end who's licking his lips and he's giving Dawn the rapey eyes, that's terrible. That's so bad. That's like some of the worst acting in a horror movie I've seen years, and I'm guessing it's not the actor's fault. He was told to do that, but so totally poor. And it's just, oh. I also think, and I'm not against like men being portrayed as assholes in horror movies, because we are assholes to a large degree of time, but it's almost cartoonish in this one. Like, the one male character who's reasonable, the father, is, like, a reformed sex addict, it looks like. And he's a saint now, and it feels like they realised that all the other male characters were scumbags, so they had to have one who was okay, but they went too far the other extreme. I also think, and I'll keep saying this, the promise cult... That should have come in play later on. You can't beat stuff like that up so much and drop it because that screams a drop plot thread and it really takes me out of the movie. But I did think it's a good start to show for me. I enjoyed watching it. Um, recommend it? I, I yeah. I mean, it's it's different. It's unique. It's trying to do something interesting, not entirely succeeding, but it's trying. But yeah, I'd say it's a decent start to Shove Mania. Um, next up is probably The Devil's Reject, which will go up tomorrow, May 2nd. This is being recorded on April 22nd. So, you know, Devil's Reject, never seen it. Being told Rob Zombie makes weird movies, which is cool because I've seen Halloween. But this one of its own movies, which no studio telling what to do. So it should be particularly strange. So I'll be back Devil's Reject tomorrow. And hope you guys enjoy it. And remember, life is beautiful.